Hi, I'm Maria Thea Harrisel-Velasos on social media. Welcome to Soul Organized Style Podcast. Find a quiet space and relax with us. On Soul Organized Style Podcast, I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Thanks for joining us on Soul Organized Style Podcast. Today for the Making Zen online retreat, we are welcoming Amanda. She's from Chicago and it's really lovely to have her here on the podcast. Hi, Maria. Thank you for having me. It's really great that we can all get together and share our passions for the Making Zen Online Retreat. And it's really great that you're one of the tutors this year. Yes, I'm very excited to be a teacher, a presenter this year. Do you do a lot of teaching with your speciality? I'm actually a high school art teacher. I've been teaching for about 22 years and my students always are sewing. It doesn't matter what class I teach. Though I always incorporate textiles, but as far as myself as a quilter and my own practice, I've started teaching a couple workshops virtually just in the last um, maybe six months. Okay. And I'm interested in doing more. So this is a really fun opportunity. I'm really excited to have been asked. So when you were putting together your video, because we'll all be having a look at everyone's videos yes. from the 2nd to the 6th of May, what was that like for you? Well, I was really excited to think about, I have a couple things I'm thinking about. So mm-hmm. in a half hour, I'm teaching everyone how to, <laughs> to make an entire quilt from start to finish, just a little one, like a mug rug or something. If you don't want to use it for a coaster, you could use it and hang it on your wall. Mm-hmm. But I'm also having everyone really think about the colors they're choosing and the shape. And so the composition but doing it in a really accessible and simple way. I've definitely taught online before, you know, Mm -hmm. with my high school students last year, I taught virtually for most of the year. And then I've definitely do a lot of recording my process for Instagram. I'm always taking pictures, recording process. So it's kind of natural for me to do that. But I found that I got really (laughs) into editing and throwing (laughs) in like, why well, I want to add this here and how do I do that? And so that was an interesting, took a lot longer than I thought. It didn't just take a half hour, but <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I'm like, I have so much I want to explain and for people to get really excited about quilting. I want everyone to realize they can quilt too. So it was fun to do. It is eye-opening, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, I can't wait to see yours too. I'm really excited to be among, it's not just all, you know, just a couple quilters, just everyone that loves working with needle craft or textiles. I'm really excited to see everyone's presentations and to hear from a lot of the artists live when they talk to Kate, like an Instagram live. It's going to be a busy week. Yeah, it's going to be a great week, really inspiring week, I think. Can I go back to a point that you made about quilting and that you mentioned was accessibility? So for quilting, what does accessibility mean? Could you explain that a bit further? I really have only been quilting since November of 2019. I'm a very, I guess, new quilter, I would say. Mm. Before that, I feel like quilting was something like I felt like I failed at. Maybe I tried quilting. I want to say I made my first quilt maybe 10 or 15 years ago. My mom was a quilter. I knew what quilts were. We had quilts in our home. My mom collected vintage quilts, but I thought they had to be a geometric in blocks. And I thought I had to go to the fabric store 
and I had to buy certain fabrics that someone else told me went together. And I thought I had to make it look a certain way. And I think not just accessibility with material, because, you know, my students and I work a lot with found materials, just like because of budget. Yeah. And because we get a lot of stuff donated and we just use whatever is donated to us. And, you know, we're always um, being resourceful, but it's also just like, as a high school art teacher, or just for myself, I felt like I don't want anyone to fail. Like, I felt like I failed at quilting. I don't want my students to feel like they can't do something. So I Mm -hmm. feel like just always approaching things with this entry point, like there's no right or wrong to do it. So when I reapproached quilting just a couple of years ago, I just kind of trusted myself more. I said, well, I can't cut into new fabric because it costs so much. I'm afraid I'll mess it up. So I'm just going to use thrifted fabric or I'm going to use fabric that's secondhand or old clothing or things that I'm not afraid of messing up. And then just like, why do I need a fancy machine? I was thinking, well, if I'm going to get into quilting, I need to buy a really fancy sewing machine. Like these are things I was telling myself. Meanwhile, I was telling my students, like, you can make art with anything. You don't have to go buy anything. It's but then I was telling myself as an artist, like I had to buy these fancy materials. So it was kind of strange. So when I started telling myself, just approach quilting like you do a painting or like you do in your sketchbook, it doesn't have to be like this perfect finished thing. Just do it for the sake of loving to do it. That's when I got really excited about it. I was always afraid of being judged, like I'm not doing it right. And I think as soon as like the Instagram community and workshops I would take, I was starting to get this permission to like do it how I wanted to do it as long as I loved it and enjoyed it and it felt good. So yeah, I think that's what makes quilting accessible. You've just explained how you've made quilting more accessible to you. Yes. And yes. taken off all of those expectations of, you know, what quilting really should be. And yeah. it's, it's whatever you want it to be. It is. I just was always like a rule follower, even though I had my high school students, I was telling them to experiment and just try things out and don't worry about it. If you, if you make a mistake, go with it. But then for myself, yeah, I was like not really making work because I thought I should be making a certain type of work and then I wasn't Mm -hmm. wanting to. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's super exciting. And I'm like loving to share that with others because, you know, I wasn't until I was in my four, you know, I'm 44. So it wasn't until I was in my forties that I started making my own artwork. And I'm like, whoa, I thought someone would have told me a long time ago. <laughs> I could have been making artwork a lot longer, but that's okay. It's cold. It's cool to think about the journey to get to this point. And now I'm quilting every single day. I see quilts and everything. I'm at work teaching art and I get inspiration in my classroom and can't wait to get home and and make something or I make something at school while my students are working and it's just really a joy so Amanda we'll we'll know that we can find you at the making zen online retreat where can we find you online I'm very active on Instagram I just love sharing like my process and then interacting with everyone there so you can find me on Instagram at Amanda Native Art and then I also have a website, amandanatig.com, that can take you to Instagram or my Etsy shop. Mm-hmm. I started selling work on Etsy about, it's been a little over a year. That's been really fun. 
I put a small portion of what I make on there because it takes a lot of time to document my work and put it on there for sale. But it's really fun that my work's starting to get into people's homes. Hmm. I love that. Yeah, those are the two areas you can find me and you can email me um, too. Yeah. That's great. Well, Amanda, thank you for being on the podcast. Yes. We've learned a lot more about you and your art and quilt journeys. And hopefully our listeners will enjoy watching your video at the Making Zen online retreat. Oh, I hope so too. I can't wait to see what everyone makes. I know. There'll be over 20 tutors uh, with their videos. So that'll be really exciting. Yes, that will be. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It was great talking to you. Lovely to meet you as well, Amanda. Bye, Maria. This episode of Soulganized Style Podcast for the Making Zen Online Retreat on the 2nd to the 6th of May, 2022, was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Amanda, sound by bensound.com. At the Making Zen Online Retreat, each day's presentations will be free for 24 hours. You can subscribe to Soul Organized Style Podcast, but with an S, not a Z on all good podcast apps. Katrine of Mending Mayhem and Selena of Selena AM05 on Instagram are some of the textile artists on this year's Making Zen Online Retreat that you can go back to listen to their previous podcasts. And if you're able to, consider supporting the production of this podcast through our Patreon account. We look forward to seeing you at this year's Making Zen Online Retreat. Enjoy this unique, creative online experience.